and welcome to this week's Maternity Midwifery Week. And we've got a Maternity Midwifery Hour, never mind week, it might feel like it to you. Um, and welcome, my name's Sue MacDonald, I'm the curator of the Maternity and Midwifery Hour and the Maternity and Midwifery Festivals. And it's my pleasure to be chairing this Christmas edition of the Maternity and Midwifery Hour. And I've got some gorgeous guests with me this evening. Look at them all. They're all Christmassy in different ways. But because they're our guests this week, just like we always do, we like to put them on the spot and get them to share a moment of the week. And I'm going to start with Jenny Oh, with a moment <laughs> of the week to share with us. <laughs> OK, well, my moment of the week, I did have a few in the end, but my moment of the week was that um, we went to Liverpool Cathedral last week with Ooh. our granddaughter, who is two and they're doing a massive light show within oh. within light and music show within the cathedral and it was just wow. such a joy for her to see her little face as she was going around in the dark looking at all these these amazing sort of installations and wow. standing there and dancing and singing it was it was just magical really wow. really special so fabulous that's lovely to share that. I mean, that that's mm. that really underlines Christmas is children, isn't it? It's like, yeah. So we have to, to do unearth the children in us. Very that's good. Wonderful. Yes, I like that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's try. How about Joe? Do you have a moment of the week to share with us, Joe? Thank you, Sue. Well, mine's about children too, I suppose. Um, but it was just a funny moment. I got home. Um, one afternoon and my eldest son was snuggled up on the kitchen sofa in a sleeping bag and he said I've never had to sit in a sleeping bag before it's so cold so I, I just thought he was getting used to the demands of climate change and needing to snuggle up mm. <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> I love that <laughs> come back to a sleeping bag fantastic yeah. thank you Joe. how about Sheena have we got a moment of the week from Sheena With no sound, Sheena. Oh. So sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not only do I look like a ghost uh, and can't speak either. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got a, a really lovely, well, I feel a lovely moment of the week. I was, we had, we'd been away um, all for maternity. I've had three days away, the team getting, getting uh, celebrating successes and planning next year. And um, somebody joined us, a very special person joined us. Alicia Burnett with Ooh. her partner and her little girl Mila and she'd never seen snow before and we were up oh, in wow. the hills in Lancashire we're in a remote farmhouse and she was sledging we were sledging with her <laughs> and she was there in a in, in a little sheep coat uh, all wrapped up <laughs> no. and, and we've got the most amazing videos of her coming along on a little sledge so I just thought that was such a special moment. Oh, that's lovely. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. And and Alicia is known to us as well. Mm -hmm. She has spoken with us before. So yeah, she has. Greetings so, to Alicia as well. Yeah, she might be watching. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. And and now I'll finish with Catherine with a moment of the week. So um, mine's a little bit poignant. But um, okay. on Saturday, I'm sure it was Saturday, my husband shouted me in to the TV and the uh, film Nativity was on. I don't know whether you're familiar with that. It's, it's a kind of children's funny film. And um, the, the poignant bit about that is 
my sister who we lost 11 years ago was the head teacher of the school that had um, appointed a lot of the children to play in that film and it was filmed at the end at Coventry Cathedral in the outdoor space of the ruins there and every year that that comes on it just reminds me so much of how much love she had for children and how special and how funny it is um, at this time of year for just those little moments of um, her favourite thing was reach for the stars. And that was what was in the walkway of her school. So whatever child came through, that was her promise to them that they would reach for the stars. So that's my moment of the week. And that's very special and a real Mm. testament to your sister. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you to everybody for sharing your moments. That was really, it's always a lovely place to start. It's sort of Mm -hmm. a little bit light and maybe poignant too. That was lovely. Yeah. And and the children. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to do the usual quick, I'm going to do it quite, try and do a quick welcome because we've got a lot to get in with this Christmas special. And as as you, you, many of you will know, if you're, you're watching a regular viewers, This Maternity Midwifery Hour started right at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was a way of getting for midwives and student midwives and aspirant student midwives and um, some parents and anyone in maternity care to just connect, get information in a very digestible and accessible format. And we've carried on. We're in our third year and we will be going into the next year um, into season nine. And we've got some delicious things there for you. Um, planned so that's coming we're supported by Matflix uh, and Jenny looks after a lot of this this work uh, to make sure everything's recorded for our festivals for these hours everything's recorded so you can access it after the event and that can be really really useful if you're working on a project or a dissertation or your revalidation maybe and they're all accessible. And Jenny's done some fantastic box sets. So if they're sort of you're, you're doing a project with a bit of a theme, or actually, if you just want to subscribe, you can you can do so. And for a quite small fee, you get a really good themed box sets. You get don't just get one, you get all of them, as many as you want, really. And they also have things like reflective activities and lots of additional information. So they're very interesting and helpful. And there, and and I'm just going to say for these things that we're watching now, it's all free. Um, and we love you to share. So if you enjoy this evening, share with your colleagues, have a chat, and and join us next time, next season. We're not having anything next week, but in the new year we'll be back. So I'm going to say a big thank you and respect to our midwives, our student midwives, and our maternity mm-hmm. care workers all of you I know at the moment it's really tough just not just because you're short-staffed I mean there'll be sickness around I know Mm. everyone's got a filthy cold at the moment and so people are covering other colleagues who are not there but also it's a difficult time in midwifery and it's a difficult time in the health service we're short of people we need I know the RCM said that we need about 3,000 I think we need a few more than that but Mm. you know I always like to have a little bit extra personally. 
So just a reminder, look after yourselves just as you look after others, because you need to, especially at this time of year. So I'll be returning to that theme in a mo. Anyway, news, you always have a bit of a snippet of news. Of course, you'll all know that tomorrow is projected to be the first day that nurses will be on strike ever. Um, and they're starting their industrial action tomorrow. It's difficult times, and I'm still hoping that maybe government will meet with the RCN and mm -hmm. have a bit of a negotiate because it would be good to not have to do any industrial action. I don't think any of the nurses, any of them, want to strike. None of them want to take, take any patient care away. So I'm wishing them well as well. Many of us are nurses also, so we can have mm -hmm. a lot of fellow feeling and it's, it's difficult times. And also I want to say um, our deepest condolences for those families in Solihull who've lost those four little lads um, mm -hmm. a couple of days ago. Terrible, terrible time. And children will do dangerous things, but mm -hmm. it's so intensely sad. And I'm so sad for the families and the friends of the, the, the lads. And also this morning the terrible news in the channel again people's lives lost in the cold water um, though many were saved and so a big thanks to Ray Strachan and the fishing boat the Royal <laughs> National Lifeboat Institution yay the UK Coast Guard and the French Navy and an air ambulance who helped to save those people who haven't who have been saved so thank goodness for that now, just back to the industrial action. I know the RCM uh, England didn't get enough boats to, or to do with the proportion of boats to actually carry on with any industrial action. But I think there were some confusion about some of the ballots that have been lost in the post or not arrived or whatever. Um, so I know in Welsh, the RCM, they are looking at uh, industrial action. So I'm, I'm still hoping negotiation, that's the way forward. None of us want to go on strike. Okay, there's just still, um, Strep A is still around um, and we've put some, put some information on the resource page to just to do a little bit of an update on Strep A for any of you who might be a little bit rusty about the signs and symptoms because you know, as a student midwife or as a midwife, people will ask you, what to look for and mm -hmm. families will ask you what should I be looking is this something I need to worry about should I go to A&E should I go to the urgent care center or my GP and this will give you information lots of information there now action for happiness calendar yes today today my favorite there we are it's a free resource <laughs> you can do a little thing every single day and today it's share a happy memory or inspiring thought with a loved one well my loved ones here are all going to be sharing lots of thoughts and inspiring inspirations. And we love you all. So there we are. We're, we're achieving that. Very relevant today. Now we have Hanukkah, the Jewish Festival of Lights, the 18th to 26th of December coming up as well. So not, not congratulations. It's, it's kind of joy to everyone at that time of year as well. Mm. Also, I want to say hello because to Barbara Montani in Scotland, congratulations becoming a midwife. <laughs> this is from my Twitter life. I'm still trying to keep with Twitter, but it's going a little bit odd, but I'm still trying to stick mm. with it. Now, I don't just want to check. Are you all in comfy chairs? Do you have your snacks to hand? And do you have, you know, something maybe to drink? 
could be a cup of tea, could be a water. This is water. It could be a little wine or gin and tonic or something because it's a little bit more light. Okay, chairs reflections. I'm just going to say we've had a busy year. We've returned to face-to-face festivals. It's been fantastic and it's been lovely to meet people face-to-face. And I know midwives and student midwives have loved meeting face-to-face because that's what we do like to, like to share what, where we are and what we're doing. Um, but there's also, we carry on with our online access and everything's recorded and I keep report, repeating that because that's really important. Also, the other really good thing, if you haven't accessed, and probably Jenny will say something about this, I'm sure, but there's a lovely series of articles on the Maternity Midwifery Forum, which is really good way of just they're often a, there's a little contra- controversy, a little bit of challenge, but certainly updated information for you. So well worth accessing that. If you don't get get it, have a look on the um, live feed to see how you can subscribe. Now, in the maternity services over this last year, we've had lots of reports, things that we kind of some of the things we know about, some of the things we don't really want to know about the things that have come up in the Ockenden review, the Black Maternity Services Experience Survey, a report called Invisible, Maternity Experience of Muslim Women from Racialized Minority Communities, and What We Need to Thrive, the Experience of Ethnically Marginalized Midwifery Professionals. And all of these have highlighted things that we need as midwives to address. Students, and health professionals and really take on board and start addressing. And some of these things have been around for a while. And I think over this next period into next year, we really need to action them so that we turn things around and make things better for us as midwives and students, but most of all for our mothers and babies and families that we serve. And it is difficult to balance this because most services are under stress, we're short of staff, and it's hard being a midwife in 2022, 2023. But it's still joyful. There are still joyful bits. I'm hoping this evening we're going to get a few more joyful bits to to celebrate. And I'm celebrating also the maternity midwifery hours, which for me have been a real joy because the speakers have been fantastic. We've had such a variety of topics and and subjects to really get our teeth into. Um, And we have a top 10 and that's on the resources list. So if you haven't had a chance to see all of the maternity and midwifery hours, this is your chance to catch up over Christmas in between the turkey and the plum pudding and all the other lovely things, the treats that we like. Take the opportunity to just have a look at the top 10 because there's some fantastic speakers and you can really update yourselves. But tonight's a bit of a breather because we're going to have a slightly lighter feel. Um, but there will be some midwifery because it is the maternity midwifery hour. So that's your reassurance. And we do have a Christmas quiz, a festive quiz. Now, this is on the Facebook live stream. So you need to get into there to, to answer some of the queries. And there is a prize. Quite apart from those of you who might just want to be the winner to get all the questions right. So you just need to put the answers in the little quiz box. It'll make sense when you go into the live feed. Um, And I'll just start with the first one, just to get you going. How old is the beautiful Christmas tree from our friends in Norway? Is it 
A, 70 years old, B, 60 years old, or C, 25 years old. Now, I'm going to leave you thinking on that one because I'm going to now introduce our lovely speaker. And I'm not doing a huge bio because you know the speakers this evening and we can put out the CVs online at a later point. I want to have as much time as possible with them. So we have Dr. Jenny Hall, editor and curator for Matflix. So she's the one that does puts everything in those lovely box sets. And she's a senior midwife and academic. And she is going to give us a story for Christmas. Jenny, welcome. I'm looking forward to this story. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for inviting me. And uh, as Sue says, I um, have been asked to share with you a story. Now, I've decided to choose one actually from a book that is called Special Advent Birth Stories. Ooh. And this was produced by Deirdre Munro, Anne's Lloyd Byrne and Jenny Clark back in 2017. And what they had done is that they had um, contacted people on social media, wonderful social media, and said, could you send us some stories? And they then put them together in a book that you could read over Advent. So one, one a day. And in fact, they shared each story on, I think it was 2017. So if you wanted to go back over Twitter in 2017 and find them, you could read each of the stories. I'm sorry, I can't show you the book because I can't find it. It must have lent it out to somewhere. So I'm going to have to get another copy myself. But the one that I have chosen to read you is from Christmas Day. And it is called Christmas Day, Birth of a Community. I do hope that you're sitting comfortably because I'm about to begin. Baby number two was due to arrive a few days after Christmas. A home birth had been arranged with my friend who was working independently as a midwife, though she had caught number one at home two years before. I woke up on the 23rd with a heavy show and we made plans to send the elder one to play with her friend and waited. Nothing else really happened in the morning, apart from husband making bacon sandwiches and me pottering around, leaning on the sink with occasional back pain. My midwife friend sat in the corner of the room, reading and watching. Eventually, I got a bit weary of nothing, and she suggested I lay down to sleep. Fitful though it was, and offering up some prayers for peace, I did rest. When I awoke, it all started quickly, and things progressed within a couple of hours to kneeling at the end of the bed on the floor. This was the 1990s, and this was really unusual. And daughter number two appearing so quickly that both the husband and the midwife missed her, and she slid onto the floor. But it's the rest of the story I want to share. The fact that birth is community. It makes me reflect on the Christmas story where so many came to visit the baby Jesus. Of course, first it was daughter number one who returned from her friends and them as well and came to say hello. And then it was our friends. She was pregnant at the time, sitting on our bedroom floor, drinking champagne while I sat up in bed. And then, as it was Christmas, 
and they were coming to stay in a borrowed house and had been on the way anyway. It was my parents and my 90-year-old grandmother. We have a photo of great-grandma sitting on my bed, cuddling the little one. We thought that might be enough for one day, and we all settled down to sleep together. The next day, it was more. Friends, neighbours, a church leader. We thought it was all done. Then as the night fell, a knock at the door. My brother. Hello, can I stay with you? But we've had the baby, I said, surprised on the doorstep. Well, that doesn't matter, he said. And in he came and slept on our sitting room floor. The next morning, he was in bed with number one climbing over him and number two curled up on his chest. My story continued with later births, particularly one at home where we had moved into an estate built in the 1960s. We had people from the estate knocking on the door with gifts and food, wanting to celebrate this being the only home birth they had recalled on the estate since it had been built. As time has gone on, it has never ceased to amaze me how birth in the community brings people together and draws them, just like, like that ancient story of old, with the shepherds and the wise men. This may not surprise you, but this was my story. The birth of our second daughter, who will be 30 in nine days time. So this is a bit of a tribute to her, to her as she celebrates Christmas with her second baby, born at home recently. Her community gathered around her, bringing meals every day for a fortnight, in fact it was, and helping with the toddler and, and being with her. It has demonstrated again to me that the place of birth is so important, not just for the family, but for those around them. It remains a powerful, meaningful and spiritual event, and the effects of it goes on well after we have packed away our equipment and gone on to the next case. Birth is not meant to be kept away from the community, but part of it. Thank you. That's lovely, Jenny. Really Amazing. lovely. Really that lovely. Was wonderful, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. Very emotional now. <laughs> Having a moment. Made me, it's made me very emotional. When you said it was your story, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yes, that was just that was only the second one, but there we are. But thank you. No, it is important. I, I and I um yeah, we could talk a lot about community, couldn't we, and about the importance mm. of it. But but we do forget sometimes, I think, that um when we've when we're just dealing with a couple or you know, just that we forget actually what mm. the effects around the rest mm. around them as well. Mm. And I was always very struck by um by the fact that people just kept coming to the house <laughs> they just kept wanting to be part of it and um you know sometimes it's good to keep them away but but it is it is something very special to have a baby at home mm. yeah. I, think I think for that reason 
I think what's lovely to, is to hear about you, your, your daughter and people coming in as well, because it, yeah. it's kind of as you were talking about your experience, I was thinking, I wonder if that's lost in completely in time. But of course, it's not because if people are bringing no. and I love the idea of people bringing food because that's very mm. important. Mm. And, and making sure they're looking after the, the woman and the mother mm. rather than her having to rush off and make people tea and biscuits and things because, you know, you, you can get a feeling that could happen in some in some places. Absolutely. If you've had a home birth, it seems as though you've been in control of the whole time, which mm. is fab fabulous. So yeah. thank you very much for that. That's no, lovely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll be coming back, I think, anyway, for this. But I'm going to do another little quiz question in before with joe comes along and some of these had some great fun in coming up with these okay which christmas song and they've been going since september so you must know this which christmas song nets the most royalties for the artist is it a merry xmas everybody slade is it b white christmas bing crosby or c i wish it could be christmas every day roy wood and wizard and there are big, big royalties still every year. I could tell you that later. And I'm going to give you another one while you're thinking about it. Number three is what was Frosty the Snowman's nose made out of? Was it A, a carrot, B, a button, or C, a cranberry? There are. That's something to think about. Okay, we're going to move on now, swiftly and beautifully, uh, because we have Joe. D'Augustin, I always say I'm, I'm not sure if I pronounce this correctly, Joe, but I, I know Joe has been with us on one festival. I think it was Manchester, I think, a couple of years back. And also, Joe is a devoted member of our audience and is often there and will, in fact, she's probably out there every week and will often come in with a really good question that sometimes puts the, the speaker on the spot, but is always very thoughtful thoughtful and thought-provoking so it's fantastic that she's with us this evening and she is a social geog geographer 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 I can't even pronounce geography I never was very good at geography any of my friends will tell you I get lost anywhere uh, and Joe is an Ames volunteer and she's going to just speak about what she gets up to and be with us. So welcome, Joe, and thank you for coming. Thank you very much, Sue. Um, so good evening, everyone. Yes, as Sue said, I've been an AIMS volunteer for the past five years. And previous to that, I completed a PhD looking at women's experiences of maternity care in the northwest of England. And I have four children myself. So as Sue said, usually I'm to be found on the other side of the screen as an attentive watcher of these sessions. And my family all know that Wednesday night is midwifery hour and that there's little that comes in its way. So if you don't know Ames, um, we're a small service user-led charity in the UK that seeks to play our part in the challenge that is maternity service improvement. Next slide, please. But where are we all this year? How are we all? Well, I think for me, the word that sums it up, 
that I heard used by a colleague and friend just this week is knackered. Um, for non-English speakers amongst us, well, what's knackered? I guess just very exhausted. Maybe not all of us all of the time, but there just seems to be a knackeredness about the system, <laughs> an intense exhaustion. But just who is knackered? Many frontline healthcare professionals, our midwives, our doctors, our maternity care workers and others. Yes, we hear about those a lot. But also our students, our lecturers, our researchers, those in systems leadership roles, and also third sector staff and volunteers and service users too. And the trouble with being knackered, of course, is that it's hard to keep our eyes on the big picture whilst we struggle to get through the day and then the next day and the next. Next slide, please. So as Sue was saying, there's certainly been a lot going on this year. And whilst we celebrate the wealth of positive actions aimed at improving maternity experiences and outcomes, it sometimes just felt a bit too much. New initiatives, asks and directives at every turn. It feels a bit like the constantly overflowing porridge pot of the folk tale. Well-intentioned and initially tasty and even welcome. But when we're wading around in tons of this stuff, it just becomes unpalatable and this is dangerous. This is dangerous because while we're wading around in the porridge overflow or the initiative overload, it becomes easy to lose sight of the bigger picture. And at Ames, we are also wading through those constant demands of the overflowing porridge pot, but we're determined to keep focused on the need for structural change because we firmly believe that tinkering around the edges of our maternity services will not solve the deep-rooted problems that have been negatively affecting staff and service users alike long before the pandemic. We're calling for fundamental change, not least a reconfiguration of the service so that it's founded on relational care so midwives can do their best, can give of their best. This is change though that needs to be implemented oh so sensitively. And it needs to be appetizing enough to bring people along with us. Maybe a bit more like this more appetizing bowl of muesli than streets full of sticky cold porridge. Next slide, please. So what can all help us all be our best, do our best? There seems to be a common desire to get it right on the part of staff and service users alike. But making progress is so often fraught with difficulties. And sometimes, quite frankly, it feels that we're going backwards rather than forwards. And at AIMS, I think we think that collaboration is always gonna be hard in a system under pressure. There's a lot of fear and mistrust but focusing on some key issues can help. And I'm sorry if these words are too small on, on my slide, but first of all, vision. What do we want and why? What is our common purpose? We won't all agree on everything and that's okay, but let's focus on areas of agreement. And I think as we work together on those, we can at the same time build trust, build relationships and build our understanding of areas of disagreement. 
And maybe those areas of disagreement aren't as insurmountable as they first appear. Secondly, what's the word I've got there? Ground rules, yeah. The rules of engagement. Achieving our shared vision demands that we work together. But of course, we all work in different ways. So understanding how best we can interact with each other and think about problems together is key. Again, this is not easy. We need to build trust. That's just so important and takes a level of respect for each other that can be so hard to achieve, especially when that trust is broken. And finally, community, where we understand ourselves as part of a diverse and dynamic maternity services improvement community, where we each have our part to play, working together becomes easier. And for me, this maternity and midwifery hour is firmly established as a key component of our community. Thanks very much to Sue and for the whole team for creating what I think is becoming such a wonderful space for sharing ideas, for learning and for dialogue. I never know what I'm gonna learn from one Wednesday to the next. It's really quite fabulous. Next slide, please. But it would be remiss of me not to take this opportunity to mention to the AIMS campaigns team Christmas wish list for 2023, if you will indulge me. And I hope it's not a controversial wish list and we refresh it every year. So here goes. We want the maternity services to keep everyone safe, staff as well as service users to offer full pathway relationship-based care. And we understand that that's a big ask and it will take some time to achieve. We want maternity services to respect our autonomy and which are increasingly physiology informed. And I'd be pleased to know how everyone else's wish list compares to ours. Next and final slide, please. So all that remains for me is to pass on the heartfelt thanks of the AIMS campaigns team to everyone for their efforts this year, including the midwifery forum team, maternity and midwifery forum team. We hope that all of our colleagues across the maternity service improvement community managed to get a good break over the holiday period, if at all possible. And we look forward to continuing to work with you in 2023. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sue, for having me tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Have to do a, a round of applause. It's lovely. Mm. I love the Christmas list. I love the Christmas yeah. list. I, lo I like right. the. Is that a real Christmas list that you have, Joe, as, as, a, as, as an organization? Yeah, so we started it last year, Sue, um, trying to sort of condense down the key things we were trying to, mm. to work together on. And um, this year we've, we've updated it. Uh, our key demands are still there in terms of continuity of care, in terms of a physiology informed service. Those are just mm. so important for us. But mm. you'll notice we've put right up the top of the list caring for staff because mm. we know the system won't function well unless our staff are looked after so so we hope that rebalancing every year uh, just keeps us up to date and focused on the main things I think that I think that's lovely Joe really that's a really good I think there should be a little takeaway message for our audience 
maybe you need to write your own little Christmas list. I know people mm. have a Christmas list that might be full of all oh, perfume if, if the adverts are anything to go by or I don't know, a new a new frock or whatever, new pair of shoes. I don't know. Why am I going into all these clothes and things? Treats, whatever. But what's real? What does it really matter to you as individuals, as midwives or students? You think about your sort of professional wish list because I think that's a lovely thing to have because it'll keep you focused on what's important in your life, in your professional life. So thank you so much to Joe for giving us that kind of impetus for us. We we'll come back. To I think we're going to have to have you back, Joe. That's the only that's the only choice. Just have to. Okay. Now, our next person, and, and I've twisted her arm as well, <laughs> and that's Sheena Byram, OBE, who is the director of All For Maternity. She's a mum, a midwife, and a social media whiz. That's how I can I have to describe her. And she's very, very glamorous with her necklace, which I'm sure she's going to um, describe to you <laughs> later. And I'm just going to say welcome, Sheena. Sheena wanted to do a more... Um, we're going to do a little bit more of informal kind of way. But I think I know Sheena will probably share what she's been up to over the last couple of days, which is a good place to start. So, Sheena, welcome. Oh, thank you, Sue. Um, thanks, everybody. <laughs> thank you, everyone, as well, for your contributions, jo uh, Joe and Jenny. They were fabulous. I love both of them. Um, yeah, so I've, I, my necklace, first of all, was a gift to me. It's it's uh, it's very understated, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I know I keep flashing on and off like a ghost, um, but it was gifted to me by uh, my niece, actually, who's a student midwife at the University of Central Lancashire. And I was there for their Christmas celebration conference today, uh, which was fabulous. And I decided to do something different because they they asked me last year to speak. And I said, oh, no, 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 you don't want me again. And the, the conference was about hope. So my normal presentation around hope, uh, they heard last year. So I decided, well, it was Anna's idea, actually, to do something different. So I actually did a little bit of a, a, um, a monologue. And I was the midwife in 1979. And all the delegates, 200 students, were the, the woman I was caring for. So I talked to them um, like I was the midwife at their booking and then at the 34-week check. And then when they came in in labour and then what happened to them in labour and then it, at the postnatal period as well. So I was describing things that I did in those times to women without any consent. Um, and uh, they, I think they were quite shocked actually. So I talked about um, the things that I did, such as uh, encouraging them in, in the antenatal period. Well, first of all, asking them if they were married, which was something we did. Very intrusive question. Mm. Uh, and it was very judgmental as well. So are you married? Um, and they'd say yes or no. And if they said yes, we asked how long they'd been married. Because the, the, the rationale for that was if it was longer than a set period, of time, a defined period, uh, the baby was deemed to be precious. And what used to strike, strike me was, well, is, are other babies not precious then? But it was that, that kind of thing. And 
it was so far removed from what we do today. But the reason for doing it was um, not to shock them, but to help them to see how things can, we can do really bad things if we don't use evidence. And now we've got, you know, we've got uh, the ability to use evidence-based care, although we don't have evidence for everything. But they have, you know, they have to understand that evidence is very important. And, and then we talked about the Ockenden review and the other reviews that, you know, the, the, the devastating mm. impact of, of these um, reviews on maternity services and the reports and the consequences and how without with not listening to staff and not listening to um, mothers and, uh, and, and parents that we have these shocking things happening. And, uh, and then we, we reflected on some of the recommendations within the Ockenden, for example, that aren't evidence-based. And uh, that was, that I was highlighting, Mary Renfrew did a fabulous talk at the festival in Edinburgh. Mm. And I actually used some of her talk to share with them, to sh share those three points that she made, how we, you know, and, and really it's very dangerous to be implementing things that aren't evidence-based without consideration so we talked about all that and um yeah so that was i did kind of a different session today so yeah that's it really sue I th but I, I think that's what's lovely sheena is we've all had little edited highlights of you presenting hope and presenting something to the students so we've got we've we've been um, privileged to be students just have a little snippet of you in action, which is always lovely. Oh, no, I was you. I was just going to say, because one of my questions to you would be, well, how is this year for you? I know this is a, a, a strange question. But I know you're always very busy, um, especially with the awful maternity action uh, activities that you have with Anna. And I just wondered yeah. how it was. Oh, well, we've had an amazing year and that's why we went away for three days to reflect on what we've been doing with our team. We took our team away to celebrate um, all the things we've been doing and also to plan next year. But um, many of the things we've done alongside uh, um, you, you know, alongside you, Sue, and the Maternity and Midwifery Forum, a lot of things we've done together. Um, mm -hmm. So we've had an exciting year and some of the things that have happened and um, led by Anna, I have to say, it's not me. I'm very much in the background, kind of, uh, you know, sort of just tr just being there. But Anna does all the work. And uh, we've launched uh, uh, the Practicing Midwife and Awful Maternity in Australia. Mm. Um, and we've taken you along with us, Matt Flicks and, and uh, the Maternity and Midwife Forum and Neil's team have been there with us like in in sort of in spirit with us you know sort of mm. in Australia so and Anna's working closely with Neil around around that to to introduce your the, his products into Australia we've got a brand new website and it's been completely reinvigorated to make it more interactive user-friendly and pleasing to the eye we've been in Anna's been involved in international recruitment projects so we've got an area for international recruitment now on our website. She's been uh, she's led three project projects on leadership and well-being for NHS England. Mm. She's been supporting the local maternity systems with perinatal mental health projects. This is all off maternity doing this. 
and Safer Beginnings projects. And she's lot. We've launched our very first webinar series, which mm. has been hugely successful. And that's the last one is tomorrow actually. Mm. Um, and that's that's been around examination of the newborn. So next year, the plans are that we've got uh, an app and we're going to be moving our um, uh, resources into an app, very easy to use app. And our online modules will be taking on a new format. So we're moving along with the times and it's very exciting. And we're having discussions with other continents as well about taking our resources there too. But just to finish really is just to say that we've had huge support from Neil and his, and his team and you as colleagues. So like Joe, we feel very, very grateful because we have a very, you know, very special relationship. And that relationship enables us to flourish. And it enables us to do things without competition, but to help, um, you know, the ultimate aim is for us to really support the carers, to really help and nurture and educate and collaborate with those midwives, obstetricians, healthcare support workers, doulas, anyone involved in maternity care. And we're there to actually do that. And we do it alongside you, which is wonderful. And I love our relationship. And I just want to thank you and thank the whole team for your massive support over this last year, but every year that we've been working together. And I look forward to doing more and more next year so that we can really... Um, invigorate and you know see that transformation of maternity services mm. and give hope to those who really need it mm. and we I, I will always be alongside everyone who's trying their best to do that so that's my message really is one of gratitude and one of hope for the future and I, I am absolutely committed to being a, to being part of that transformation I think that's a lovely message to have, Sheena. I, I'll, I have to do a quick advert. One, I've been doing the examination newborn um, course, and it's been really good, really fantastic, very invigorating and a bit challenging, but great, fantastic speakers. And the last one's tomorrow, but they're doing. You're doing it next year as well. Yeah. Um, but also, I love, I love the fact you've talked about relationship, just as Joe did, because I think that's so important with working mm. together and supporting midwives and mm -hmm. students and it, a really strong feel for you and your organization ours. So thank you so much, Sheena. Thank you. A big thing for you. Thank you. And Thanks. those of you are watching, um, Sheena will be doing an interesting session in our lovely festival in February. So book up now for that there something else for you okay now <laughs> i've just got to now quickly find the quiz for the next question i'm gonna to have to go quickly five what festival item was eaten eaten by single women in tudor times in the hope it would find help them find a husband you might try this at home for those single ladies or single gentlemen if that's the case a gingerbread man p b pigs in blanket or c roast chestnuts and then number six is how many calories, this is a bit worrying, how many calories are there in the average Christmas dinner, if you have an average dinner? Either A, 1436, B, 957, or D, 2134. If you do it like that, it sounds less somehow, doesn't it? A bit worrying. Number seven, and then I'll go, I'll go on to Catherine. 
Number seven, what is the Latin word Noel mean in English? Is it A, Carol, B, Joy, or C, Birth? Okay, now, we've been keeping, keeping Catherine there. It's, uh, this is, I have to say, this is, this is a bit like a selection box. We called it a selection box last year, but this is the delight of having, or maybe it's about uh, Forrest Gump of having this box of chocolates, mm. because all of these chocolates are so wonderful together. But my, our final speaker is the wonderful Dr. Catherine Guttridge. Now, you'll all know Catherine as the past president of the RCM. She's also a mum, grandmother, psychotherapist, and that's a very important part of her world. She was a previous consultant midwife and did a huge amount with the sanction. Now, no, it's not the birth centre that you developed. Mm -hmm. um, and she's with us this evening. So welcome, Catherine. The floor is yours or the screen is yours now. Oh, thank you. And so lovely to be with everyone here tonight. This is actually a real treat for me because um, I know each and every single one of you and our, our relationships go back such a long way. Um, and I've been thinking today of... Um, those kind of things you do at Christmas, which are very much reflective, very much around, like you've said, what we've achieved over the last year. And um, not so much what I've achieved, but a list of things that I have wanted to do and probably not managed to do. And, you know, like most people, feel oh gosh if only if only I could have um, and I know that midwives out there will be having those kind of conversations with themselves at this time of year not just about what they want to achieve in the workplace but mixing home children festivities and um trying to be all things to all people um, and that's really where I've been thinking um, very much these last weeks and, and you mentioned Sue the birth centre and I suppose my I, I feel that um, Serenity Birth Centre and Halcyon Birth Centre but particularly Serenity was my greatest achievement in a sense and and don't get me wrong it wasn't me it was a whole team of people and a, a huge a huge collaboration of non-midwives and um, midwife support workers everyone involved in that um, and I thought I'd share with you just a few of my reflections from the the birth of serenity if you like because um, it is that time of year when we talk about new birth and we talk about the baby Jesus. Um, so before serenity was even a, a, a thought in anyone's mindset, I was uh, meeting with women at Birmingham on, on my consultant midwife uh, remit 
to listen to them, to offer them some therapy of some sort, but mostly to listen. And um, I had a lovely Asian couple visit me and um, it was their first baby and she was incredibly anxious. So it's just really um, listening to what was her main worries and trying to rationalise and normalise an awful lot of that because that's what we do, don't we, as midwives. I might be a, a psychotherapist, but actually what I did was mostly good midwifery. Um, and I said to her husband, and I don't know why I said this, but I said to him, if we were to have um, a birth centre, and I explained what I meant by that, what would you call it? And he said, I would call it serenity. And, and from that moment, that uh, stuck in my mind. So when the opportunity came to build this birth centre, and it was so rapid, um, it was actually, we were a failing trust. And the chief executive said to me, how can we encourage more midwives to come and work here? Because we had a horrendous vacancy factor. And I said, um, and the head of midwifery said, give us a, uh, give us a birth centre and we'll get you midwives. Um, and so we did. <laughs> um, it sounds really simple, doesn't it? But yes, so serenity was born from the words of that, wonderful husband he'll have no idea um, that he was so influential but um the whole vision of it everyone got you know when you're working on something and it slots into place and everyone understands everyone understood what serenity was about so i said to the project manager when women walk through this door i want them to feel safe I want it to be a place of peace. I want it to be so encompassing that no one will feel out of place here. And, and they got that. I said also, every single room should work. That means that if a midwife's in that room, she doesn't need to walk out to get anything. It's all there for her. And the other thing that was a non-negotiable, and I remember saying this, um, I want a pool in every room, and, and that's non-negotiable. And um, he said to me, uh, the project manager did, oh, right. I said, now, listen, don't give me cost and, and imperatives around this, because if you went to Labour Ward and you said to the anaesthetists and obstetricians, you can only have three epidurals or three blocks in a day um they'd soon let you know that that wasn't going to happen and so what i'm saying is water is an imperative um and i also remember that um health and safety bless them um said as well that we needed a system for getting women out the pool so i said right and, and at the time, I think I might have just about been um, 
the chair of the forum for consultant midwives. So I did a poll. I asked all of them to go back to their units and to tell me how many times they'd had to get women evacuated from a pool. Well, of course, it was none, none. So I said to the risk manager and I said to health and safety, listen, this is an infinitesimal, smallest risk possible. And the majority of times we can get women out of that pool by asking them to. Um, so we'll take that risk. Thank you very much. Uh, and we did. And I always remember Kathy Warwick using that phrase. Um, and, and it was wonderful to hear. But serenity was a very special place to me. And it was my swan song, I, I always feel. And I, I take some credit for it. The thing that I would say is the thousands of women that have given birth there now, it's wonderful. And I, I'm so blessed that they have. But the birth of midwives that I saw there was beyond everything that I could have hoped for. Because those midwives practiced midwifery. They understood it. They felt it. They knew what I was talking about and they knew that this place was almost, I think, sacred. And it was where birth could happen and safety was a non-negotiable thing because it always is. But women would be heard and listened to and respected and honoured for what they did. So I'm, I'm going to finish um, my little bit off here with something that uh, it's, it was written by someone um, that you might never have heard of before, but her name's Marianne Williamson. And she wrote a piece called A Return to Love. And when I, when I speak about it, you will know it from someone else speaking. It was Nelson Mandela that gave this um, passage, if you like, on his release from Robin Island. And for me, it gave me hope. And believe you me, I see the pain that midwives are struggling with out there today. But this is something that I've always held on to. And it's called, as I said, a return to love. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. And we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of our God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so small that other people won't feel secure around you. We were born to manifest the glory that's within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. It's in all of us. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give light to other people and they do the same. They live in our light and they share their light. 
as we are liberated from our fears, our very presence liberates others. So I'm, I'm going to leave that with you and I'm going to wish everyone a wonderful, wonderful, blessed Christmas, but also in the birth of midwives and mothers that they hold on to that light because it's there and we are shining. So thank you and leave it at that, Sue. Thank you so much, Catherine. That's lovely. That is rich. I, I don't think I'd heard that piece before, but I think I'd like to probably go and look at that again. So thank you for providing a kind of special reading. So we've had a wonderful story. We've had a special reading. And I'm, I'm sort of, some of the words I've, I have in my mind, I've got all from this evening, or nakedness. I've got birth of midwives. I think that's really incredibly important and relationship that's coming through like a lovely thread from all of you that's lovely now I'm going to because I know as always this hour goes like like lightning every week I run out of time but I'm going to do the two the two little quizzes and then I've got a couple of short questions and then we've got a little bit of um something from Edinburgh for everybody which was Jenny led this one. This is a Jenny one. Anyway, I'm going to have these are the two final questions on the quiz. What do traditional Ukrainians put on their Christmas tree for good luck? Is it a star, a spider's web, or a fairy? And then nine. This is a this is a very midwifey one. On which day of the year are most babies born? Is it a 26th of September? B, 25th of December, or C, 30th of August. And then to sort of just, to, to you could share this as well. What's your favourite Christmas treat? That's to go in the quiz. And there is a prize, and it's a subscription to the lovely Matflix. So that's really fantastic prize to go for. But the prizes of winning and getting, getting the questions right is also there. Now, so I'm going to say a big thank you to everybody. And, and in between this, I'm all going, all, I have a question for Joe. You see, this is your turn now, Joe, to be on the spot. So Ashley W, hi Ashley, is saying, are there any AIMS training days for 2023? Wow, what a good question. Okay, so <laughs> Ashley, I'm afraid AIMS doesn't run training days. But you've given me a good opportunity to say, please go and visit our website. We've got lots of campaigns updates there. Ooh. And new last year, uh, we started to put, to put position papers on our website. Ooh. So go and have a read of those. Um, if you like them, if you don't like them, get in touch because we'd love to hear from you. Because, I mean, just like we've been talking about this afternoon, this evening, we're a community and, and we need to listen, we need to reflect. Um, so, so get engaged with that. And maybe you can help me do a training day for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is canny. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, thank you for that. So we've got Jill Moncrief. Hi, Jill. 
says, what helps you all to stay strong and engaged despite everything that's happened and is happening? Not very celebratory, but I think it's important. Okay, should I have a quick, a quick, what helps you? Should we start with Jenny? Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it keeps me strong and engaged. Actually, one of the things that keeps me strong and en engaged is to making sure that I'm not doing this all the time. Mm. Um, and needing to have a bit of a break. Um, I've never been very good at that. I really, really honestly can say that over the years and, and all, a lot of my colleagues will say, you're doing too much, you're doing too much. Mm. Well, actually I'm learning now, now I'm nearly 90, that, <laughs> you know, that, that actually, <laughs> not quite that old yet, no. but, but actually to really learn that's a good idea, that if you want to keep engaged and keep focused, actually you need to have some downtime. Mm. And actually one of the things I do, and Catherine will really appreciate this piece of fabric, which <laughs> I have here, is doing Ooh. some sewing. Yeah. There we are. And, and shh, but I'm making a little angel costume for my granddaughter at the moment for next oh, week. Oh, so wow. There you, there you are. Wow. So a bit of downtime, people. That's what you need. Or knitting. Or knitting. Yeah. Got to do the knitting. People will remember <laughs> Jenny from the Knitted Midwife. The Knitted yes. Midwife, yes. Yes. How about Catherine? What's... Um, what helps uh, you? So I, I particularly feel a bit disconnected now that I'm not seeing women like I used to. Um, and, and actually, I, I went through a real bereavement when I stopped being a clinical midwife. And mm. it was it was a, so, um, so overwhelming, actually, and, and surprising. But what is keeping me focused and going forward our student midwives. Um, I do a little bit of teaching now and I'm supporting some student midwives at the moment with some research and a couple mm. of consultant midwives as well doing their PhD. Wow. And, and it's the, the enthusiasm mm. and the continued love of our profession. And mm. actually, um, reading back and and just going back through some of the things that I've done keeps me looking forward because I have always believed in midwifery one million percent um I would never have been anything else but a midwife and I can't think of a future um without midwives in it mm. so for me it's it's the, the student midwives continually putting themselves forward to do this work and to keep strong what we know is an honest and honourable profession. Okay. I bet Sheena's reply would be similar. So <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I, I think um, building on, am I, am I speaking now? Yeah, building on what you've said, because I agree with both Jenny and Catherine and those are the things that I do too. I do lots of knitting and I spend time with students and I'm mentoring various midwives. Mm. Um, and on top of that, I, I, I think that um, I really like focusing on where there's things going well and mm. highlighting that. And that's one of the things we do at All For Maternity. We, 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 we search out things that are where places are, you know, things are working well to see what we can learn from them mm. and, you know, to see how, why those situations are happening and really to also to 
not focus in too much into the negative whilst acknowledging that it's there mm-hmm. um you know over the past year we've had we've been kind of uh, many people will know we've had attacks on social media and mm-hmm. beyond from various groups and 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 reading Michelle Obama's book and understanding yes. that you know when you actually uh, and Bet Brené Brown's when you actually raise above the par- your head above the parapet and you're doing things that are initiating change, you're bound to get that. But yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm not working in in a position of face to face with women um, and families. But I I still think that midwives, on the whole, get a raw deal. We get you yeah. know kind of this pressure. So just trying to not focus too much on it and and move away from it when it's happening, and yeah. thinking about the positive things that you can link into is really important. That's great. Thank you so much. Now we've got uh, just a couple of comments now. Um, and we've got Katie. Hi, Katie, saying completely agree with all the three of these wishes. Continuity within a safe work environment with compassionate leadership is essential for women and pregnant people. So that's mm-hmm. for Joe and Sheena. And then uh, someone is saying another comment. Hello, everyone. I was at your launch, Sheena, in Queensland. Anna and your team are so personalised. That's lovely. Thank you. Mm, and yeah. Le- Leslie Page, we've got Leslie Page with us. Hi, Leslie. And um, says, thanks, Catherine. Oh. I remember visiting the visiting your um, birth centre. The values came through so clearly. How fantastic. Now, I'm going to have to, I have to be strict and I have to say a huge, huge thank you to our wonderful speakers or guests or friends. It's been mm. a delight to be together. And I hope you've enjoyed this evening as much as I have. Now, we're going to just play a little something. And and this is just a a real light mood, because when we were in in Edinburgh at the festival, Jenny Hall came forward with the 12 days of Christmas. Only they didn't have any partridges, no gold rings and no, no lords leaping. Uh, but they did they were great fun and I'd I'd just like to play us out with this and wish you very well you must take care of yourselves don't forget to book for London Festival on the 7th of February or the Student Experience Festival on the 11th of January and remember Maternity and Midwifery Week is uh, our isn't on next week we're back on the 11th but look at the top 10 fantastic And in the meantime, stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you soon. Um, And also a very happy Christmas and happy Hanukkah. And we should now queue for the 12 days of Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Christmas.